Good morning, good afternoon, or good night. I'm your host, Adrian Conway, and this is another episode of The Daily Rise. Today, we switch it up. Today, we have a guest. And our guest today is none other than Matt O'Keefe. Matt O'Keefe is the agent of all agents in the sport of fitness. He is also the president of Loud and Live Entertainment. Now, Matt wasn't always serving these roles. He began as a young entrepreneur, made his ups and his downs through industries that he particularly didn't enjoy. But in this episode, he talks specifically about how he became the representative for athletes like Matt Frazier, Katrin David's daughter, Annie Thor's daughter, and many, many more that are the faces of a sport. He gives us some of the ins and outs of Matt Frazier's career, how they were able to navigate particular situations and circumstances, how Matt and Matt ended up meeting, and what that relationship looked like when it began versus what it looks like now. Transformation has been key with Matt. He hasn't always served in one role, like I mentioned, and so he's always found himself having to transform, adapt, and then advance into new things. This is a man that finds himself in a fortunate position where he now gets to do any and everything that he loves, and it's all tied into his profession. You are going to learn a ton in this episode, and I encourage you to take some notes from how to get started, how to continue to chase your dreams, and how to be someone willing to blaze a new path. Matt O'Keefe is a pioneer, and it might not be recognized as such, but prior to 2014, there were no agents representing athletes in CrossFit. See, the sport wasn't big enough. Athletes weren't being served in that way. And now all of a sudden in 2021, there's a new career there. Many are following in this trailblazer's footsteps. And there's also going to be some good stories that you'll hear. Stories like, what has this process been like to be on Team Frazier? Five consecutive fittest man in the world titles. And now we're on the brink of his retirement. He walked away from the sport. Matt O'Keefe shares that this has been long planned and anticipated from those that are close to Matt Frazier. So yes, they knew it was coming. But more importantly, what's next? We dive into that and much, much more in this episode. I hope that you enjoy it. Let's go. And more importantly, keep rising. Let's do it. Hello and welcome. We're here for another episode of The Rise and Pod with Adrian Conway. Um, Guys, today I am joined by guests. Believe it or not, yes, I I do have guests. And, And Matt, you are the very first guest on Rise and Pod with Adrian Conway. So welcome, my friend. Thank you. Wait, first guest ever. First guest ever. So I've been I've been riding solo, man, for about a hundred and probably by the time this airs, thirty some odd episodes. Um, really? So so people tune in and they listen to me, give them the daily charge from you know four to seven minutes. And today we're we're diving in deep with you, Mr. Matt O'Keefe, the wow. representer. Uh, I don't even know what you can technically categorize yourself, man. Are you an agent? Yeah, you know it's probably what I. <laughs> um, I identify most with, but I, I, you know, I obviously have a lot going on, but that's, uh, that's who I am and, and, you know, how, how I got where I am and, uh, what I identify most with for sure. So agent, it. agent to a lot of really good people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to be honest, guys, if you don't know to catch you up, you know, uh, and we'll get into some more details, but Matt, Matt represents the most successful athletes in the functional fitness sport. And he's expanded his role much, much broader outside of that is, is you're officially the, the operating president for Live Lab. 
loud and live loud, loud and live sports and live. i apologize yeah so no, no worries that that is something that we'll we'll dive into because you're, you're a man of many talents and clearly your journey has kind of ebbed and flowed throughout the fitness space but first i want to share I, a memory of mine with you it was the first time that we ever met and i and i and I, as i recall if it is accurate it was in water it was at Wadapalooza. this is uh for me personally guys i had gone through uh you know about three years across it or four years across it i want to say this is like circa 2014 ish it's prior to me getting an individual spot at the CrossFit game. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm hanging with the brew crew. Mike Kaziu's there. He introduces us. We go out to lunch. Uh, and, and Matt is, is, is talking to us about the potential in this sport and what it could be and what it could mean for athletes and if they represent themselves well and what he had in mind. And at the time, he was speaking in a foreign language to me. It resonated because I came from the football world where I got to have an opportunity to interact with an agent and have some representation in, in my, in my final year at Weber state, but man, you were such a pioneer at the time. So 2014, you know, I, I, I hear about all these things and to fast forward to now to see all the things that you've done has been tremendously amazing. So I want to start even before that though. So that's kind of our origin story. Matt, before a, that. That's a, that's, a, that's a great story, by the way. And thank you for bringing me back because it's funny um, what I do now. And I was such a fan of that event. And we'll talk more about it later. But it was because of that. I got to like, that was the event every year I got to do that, like speak to good people like you. And I probably did sound a little crazy then. Um, but I, you know, I believed it in my heart that it would look what it looks like now and that it has still so much to go. So. But yeah, that was a great Whole Foods outside on that table eating lunch. That's it. That was yeah. it. That was it. I don't even know what I was eating, but it was something delicious from Whole Foods in between an event or something. <laughs> I think uh, it was myself, Brennan Fjord, and Jacob Hutton. We were throwing down. We looked like a pack of gorillas out there, uh, you know, on a competition <laughs> floor. All of all, us old Division I football players. I had a salt bike workout that year and ran up the hills. I was like, <laughs> that, by the way, little known fact for your listeners is the most successful weekend every year at any one Whole Foods ever. Like every year it breaks the record for the most sales at a Whole Foods. That's that's amazing and also not surprising when people, if people know, guys, if you're familiar or you're not familiar, Waterpalooza is the fitness festival. It is multiple days uh, right there on the beach, off the water. I mean, it's an amazing experience and the CrossFit community goes in hard on that spot, on that city. So, um, wow. But to consider all the other events that take place throughout the year, I can't, I can't imagine that's, that's pretty amazing. Um, so even as we're, as we're here, Matt, we're kind of reflecting now, I want to take a bit of a further step back. Talk to me a little bit about, because what I see you as, Matt, is very much a, a pioneer, a trendsetter, and I've used those words prior to this. Were you always this way? Did you, did, were you raised as a bit of an outlier um, or a leader always in your life? Wow, thank you. Yeah, it's a great, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I feel like, yeah, when, when I played sports, I always tried to lead through my work example um in spirit you know and i was fortunate enough to be talented and get got to play off you know athletics at a high level but i also worked harder than anyone else um and in i you know we in team I, I love team sports i know you're a team sports guy um i mean i lived for it and i felt like yeah that was my you know god-given talent was to lead by example inspire and i was always on cool successful teams in high school and college and 
Yeah. I mean, and, and, and that comes, I mean, honestly, I watched my dad do it his whole life um, in business because it was what I was most exposed to. You know, I worked with him after school, but um, I looked up to my dad. He was a coach in high school baseball, um, then ran his own business. And uh, he had a, he had a knack for uh, inspiring and rallying people. And it, it, it was something I was interested in. And I'm just, I'm like, telling you it's really interesting i'm such an individual representative because i could i i would tell you i'm probably the biggest team sports person in history like there's nothing like being in a locker room you know on a field like fourth quarter dying and finding the little extra because you know you look to your left and your right and that's all that matters you know um yeah i get chills thinking about it it's like it was easy for me because I, I think I was just so passionate about people around me and those teams and the institutions I was playing for, um, which is, I think, why I've had success with what I do now, you know, because it's it, it transfers really well. Like, I don't work a day. I just love the people I work with so much that I work my ass off every day for them. I love that. And I, and I think that resonates strongly with exactly where you're at right now. You know, even though you mentioned you're, you might represent individuals um, and you might even do a lot of work sometimes clearly by yourself that everybody has that. But but what you've been able to form around you, this team of athletes, individuals, the team that you work with, um, I mean, to have any role like like president at any organization, you're going to have to interact well, follow well, lead well and serve well, more importantly. So I think that definitely suits suits your role right now where you're at. Um I know, I know, and I'd love to know more about this, but you, you were an insurance agent prior to starting Redline. Is that right? Yeah, a little bit before that too. And by the way, to note, you know, I'm part of a major team now, like, you know, and what, you know, Hey, Matt, um, Matt and I and Sammy and, and, you know, Shane and Tia were, were a team this year, last year, two years in a row, like, you know, Matt and I are a team. He, he you know, those are his words, right? It's funny. It's like you always sit in these seats in the support roles and, you you know, I, I'm very precise on not taking credit because it's not me. But those, are, you know, those that I work with are team people. They always use the words we. It's so it's so fun. But my team at Loud and Live, like I have the best team in the world, like, you know, and, and Wadapalooza is a thousand volunteers. So I guess I'm like still in the game, you know um try rallying a thousand people that work 18 hours a day and don't drink water and sit in the sun in miami for four days but um yeah i mean to go back to my my career i was in my family business uh, my family owned a car dealership okay and i got the best opportunity it was you know go to graduate school or go work for dad and i went with dad and it's funny um you know, looking back at the time, I like, I became like a master of nothing, but I got to do everything. And um, now today I get to derive a ton of value from my experience right out of college, being able to, I was like managing people before I deserved to. I made all the mistakes you could imagine, you know, owner's kid, you know, got opportunity, didn't deserve, um, screwed it up six times, di different ways. And, you know, didn't love that business, but, you know, had fun with it and got better at it and learned and grew. And then, um, does, you know, my, my father was, you know, and I didn't go separate ways in terms of not being able to get along, but like, I didn't like the business, you know, GM was going through a bunch of craziness. My father wanted to went and wanted to work for a bigger dealer group. So he went, I exited the business and I got an insurance, you know, and, um, 
man, I was like dying a slow death. So, and by the way, when you look back, it's because I was, insurance is like the most individualized sport in the world. (laughs) It's like you're just, you know, out writing policies with people on your own. You make, you know, and and I don't mind that. Like I'm, you know, I'm confident and did well with it. I just didn't like it. And, And the reason now I look back, I didn't like it is, is it was a people business, but it was always a, a opposition exchange. You know, it was not necessarily, you know, always collaborative. Um, so I sought out, you know, a, 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 you know, a sort of reset and I found it in a CrossFit gym. That's really kind of it. I walked in a CrossFit gym and as so many of us got inspired by the community and what the vibe and it was so new at the time. It was like 2012. I'm like, you know what? Just like start something that I'm passionate about, you know, in this space and just, you know, to have fun with. And it grew. And that, that was Redline Gear, the clothing company I started. I love it. So you, you mentioned a couple of things that right there that stood out to me is that, you know, you felt like you basically received a role that you didn't deserve at that car dealership. And, and, and this, this is, this is a lot of people, right? So, sometimes we fall into opportunity and, and sometimes it, you know, it, 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 it I guess it presents itself to us in a variety of ways. But what I want to ask about that is how did you feel like you dealt with some of those pressures from like the people that were beneath you or your coworkers that were perceived that perceived you this way? How, how did you felt like you, you dealt with that? Yeah, it's um, it was an interesting seat to be in because I felt like I had always earned. I mean, I felt, you know, maybe you, you played, you know, high level college football. It's like, I guess when you get, you know, to, to greater levels in sport, you always feel like you've like overly earned it. Right. Does that, you know, yeah. Maybe there's some guys in the D one football game that were just the, 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 the cock of the walk out of high school and started as a freshman, but like, you know, you ground to get it, you know, and, and in sports for me, that was it. It was like played baseball in college. And like, you know, I felt like I was getting cut every game, you know, never mind playing, you know, and that's maybe that was a good, you know, looking back now, I love that mentality. Right. But at the time it was gut wrenching, you know, and then I was like in business, all of a sudden it was like, I just was given the, the big role. And, um, I gravitated towards work, um, in, in team and like being a part of team to a detriment. It's funny. This was like my dad's biggest critique of me. You know, my, my knee jerk was to like, you know, friend, you know, employees, hang out with them, you know, tr- you know, try to gain trust that way. The only way I knew how build relationships. And it's a hard way sometimes, especially in a car dealership environment to manage. And, uh, I mean, I learned some hard lessons, you know, you know, um, that were recoverable, but I made, you know, and I say like, I made all the mistakes. It's just, you know, tried to manage with aggression, with love, with, but, uh, you know, it, everything always pointed back, you know, eventually to like, you know, there's only one way to go about it. It's roll your sleeves up, work, show them you can work, uh, do all the jobs, changed oil. I, I balanced tires. I swept the floors even after doing jobs with a suit and tie, because it was time, you know, to, 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 you know, say, all right, I can get dirty with you. Like I'm not the pretty boy that from school college. And um, that ended up being the route that got me where I needed and wanted to be, you know, which which was just the only thing I really know, which is to do work. I love it, man. And I I think that's a, I mean, it's a perfect perspective, right. To give the listeners, because, you know, 
again, our, our community is, is one that, that people are trying to, to gain more, see new levels of their life. And it doesn't matter if they're in a position that, that they like or, or that they've been handed, or if they're in a position where they're fighting for more success or more influence or whatever it is, they can follow in that example. It's just like, do the work, right? Prove your worth to others uh, by doing the things that other people are overlooking. That's exactly what it sounds like you were doing. You know uh, what it is? You know what, you know what my favorite line is? And like my my team will hear this and laugh. But <laughs> I probably say it every meeting is that it's actions over intentions. Like let's, it's let's like, go. my dad said that to me when I was probably 22 out and I was like, dude, shut up. Like, what, what are you talking? You know, it's like one of those reactions. It's like, what do you mean? You know, but it's so true. It's like, you can talk all you want. Uh, but it's just, it's, it's the do it's like how you act in all different environments and most, most importantly under adversity. Right. So wow. it's like, that's it. That's it. And that was one of my questions. Action over intention. What does that mean to you and where to come from? You mentioned that your dad, your dad did talk about that. And I couldn't help but be captivated by it. I see it in association with your name. Um, so how do you how, how do you foster this? I mean, you're even a, you're even a father now, clearly. Um, and, and you work with athletes that are, man, these guys are pursuing next level human feats of fitness and everything else. Right. So how do you walk this out with the team? You say you mentioned mentioned to them all the time. So how's this look for you guys? Yeah, I mean, there's so many different layers of it, right? You know, it's funny. Like I look back to how I started with Matt, and it was like, you know, my my initial um, knee jerk was like, just get in get in the gym with them, you know, work out, and that nearly killed me. And it was like, you know, but but truly, you you know this too. And it's who do you respect most? It doesn't matter if they're taking double your time, but if they're like dying through their last reps it's like all right you're you're one of us right like it's like golfers golf and crossfitters crossfit together it's kind of a weeding out process you know i think that you know so that's such a big part of our culture at loud and live sports with the athletes athletes it's it's you know we um you know we we live it all together that lifestyle and um but, you know, when I look at the different layers, whether it's the team and we're building an event or we're doing work for a brand, um, you know, I just I just love to, you know, again, I, I probably be the answer to everything. It's just roll the sleeves up and it's just, you know, it's it's putting the hours in and I've tried really hard the last couple of years to step back and say, like, they need me to do less. They're way smarter than me. They need now my experience. Right. Because you only this is the new one for me, which resonates the most is like these guys that are around me are far more talented than I ever will be. And it's, you know, I look at them and I'm like, wait, you just don't know what you don't know. That's what I have right now. So all, my job is to make sure you just gain experience and, you know, yeah, I mean, I have a great creative mind that can help, but it's like, you know, just how do I keep their confidence high? Cause it's a grind, you know, it, it's startup life event business, marketing, you know, we're, we're a lot of 2AMs in the office with the whiteboard. And, and so you take that to the athlete side, it's the same thing. It's like, my role there is, you know, so many different layers for, for mo you know, each of them, you know, I've been most involved with Matt from start to finish. And, you know, it might be, you know, long talks at night, you know, but are very similar in nature. It's like, he has an experience, something that maybe I have in a different medium but it's the same you know and it's you know just hard you know a hard life fact or you know building confidence um i learned a lot from matt too which is amazing that's such a beautiful relationship for me we just you know we have a lot in common but um but yeah i mean he put a lot of trust in me which then gave me confidence i might have lacked to then help him you know 
there's a lot. I mean, it's real. There's, there's a lot to unwind there, but it's um, all of it is just, you know, a deep love and passion of what we do. And it, it, it allows us um, really to not work a whole lot. And that's, you know, I don't, I don't find myself at Wadapalooza in my hotel room, you know, just getting home at four in the morning because we're wrapping up the, the night before and got to be back there at 630 saying, man, my life sucks. Like, I'm like, I can't get to sleep, you know, or at the games, you know, not being able to sleep because of the day that Matt went through and what, what could I have done better to help him for a quarter percent so that he might have won that workout and not finished second, which didn't happen a lot. But, but you, you know, it's just um i mean i guess i'm fortunate i just really do love what i do and get to work with such extraordinary people that um it doesn't you know i don't lack energy even at my age like i'm 43 like that's not old but i feel 22 like i can go um you know i'm fresh off a red eye from vegas you know we were looking at some venues out there and it's like i took 12 hours of calls today and felt great like i just it, it doesn't it's not work you know um, and that's probably it. And everybody around me is like that, whether it's an athlete, somebody at Loud and Live, a volunteer, and you know it, you see it, you've lived it, you've benefited from it, you've been around people on teams that are like it, you know, in business. It's just, it's such a cool crew of people. I love it, man. And I think, I think that's it. That's a takeaway, right? Like do something and find something that you're passionate about. You'll naturally start to live out that action over intention mentality. Um, I know that we kind of got off the storyline, but you stepped into a CrossFit gym and then, and then you had this idea. How did Redline come to birth? Because, I mean, what is it like you just saw that people had ugly clothes at the gym? Did you see that they just needed some, some good looking swag to rock? Like, what was it truly that stood out to you? Like, no, nah, that's I'm going to come in right there. It's funny. You want you want to uh, really get your wife's attention you know, have a good steady job and come home from your CrossFit workout and tell her you're starting a clothing company. Um, yeah, it, it's, um, you know, I, I take it back just to, I, I, I tell this often, I've always been very entrepreneurial in spirit, but never had the stones to be entrepreneurial. And I, for the first time, kind of like really, it got me back in like a college locker room or a high school locker room where it was like, you know, every day felt like, you know, going to practice and there's confidence built around that. And it was like, you know, and I was in the number 50 affiliate in the world. So they were like sort of on the forefront of CrossFit. And there was, you know, Boston was a particularly big hub for, and still is for a lot of businesses that have been very successful. Noble, Reebok, Whoop, Beam, like you can go down the list, like, fuel for fire cfne comp trade like there's a lot of it's a big hub and so it was inspiring and i was like you know what i love this space it's changing my life um you know i had been through a big life change at the time i've told a lot of people i got sober and needed some um something to really like focus my energy on so it was you know a lot of things kind of accumulating and, and um i mean the brand itself made a lot like i just was like hey i'm gonna let myself you know, act on some of my creativity. I, I would always look at marketing and be super intrigued by it and be like, I can do better than that. Like, I think better than that, but I just never had the stones to do it, you know? And I was like, all right, I got this idea. I'm going to see it out. And, you know, a lot of people looked at me cross-eyed and it, I just, you know, I also met Matt, like it was a really good time. And he was like, hell yeah, I don't know anybody. I don't trust anyone. You look like you're somewhat trustworthy. I'll put your clothes on. And, but yeah, it, that, I look back at that and 
I do a lot of one-on-ones with college kids that, you know, capstone stuff, like looking for like mentorship. And, you know, I tell them what I was told too at that age, which is like taking, you know, the, the importance of like believing in yourself, but then the extension of that is taking a chance on yourself. That that bet is the only bet you'll ever make in your life. And it's not a bet because once you do it, you've done it right. You know, now what is the most comfortable thing in your life, which is like, if this all crumbles around me, guess what? I'm just going to pick myself up and I'm going to do it again. Cause I know how to do it. And it's not that hard, you know? Um, so that was red line for me. It was like, just something that I got super passionate about quick and I learned what the passion does for, it could have been widgets is, is what immediately registered with me. It didn't matter. It was just my passion in that. And then, you know, in a great community and found some good people to work with blew it up, but it just was a, it was a lightning rod for my, you know, entrepreneurial spirit. Um, and it's, you know, I will be on my deathbed, saying that that was the moment in my life, you know, where it was, you know, I finally figured out, you know, and it's trickled so many things off of that. It just, you know, it's that confidence moment. And I know you, you've been through, you, you know, you've gotten out and it's a, it's a scary moment to say like, I'm going to be on my own and go do something like that. And, uh, but wow, it's like, I don't, I got to think people bat a thousand off of that. I really do. Like, you know, maybe I'm crazy, but when you take a chance on yourself, and you have to do the books and, you know, you know, pack the boxes and ship and, you know, go to the events. Like every weekend for like five years, I was in a different CrossFit gym and renting U-Hauls and, you know, eating burgers at Fuddruckers everywhere. It just was like the grind. And you do that, you know, what? like win or lose in that business itself. You've now got all the tools. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I love to hear it. Yeah. People assume that entrepreneurship is a sexy thing, man. It's, it's a cool word. Uh, they don't understand that it's the, it's the four thirty wake ups and showing up at the box with your supplements, uh, you know, in hand with some, uh, with some shaker cups and some shop cups, you know, some Dixie cups. You can just sample, just get an opportunity to get in the door and hope that people will, uh, will, will like your stuff and want to want to roll with it for you. It was close. Now you mentioned that, that Matt was your first athlete that you worked with. Did you, was this like, you saw this dude train and was like, okay, he's the one, right? Like, look, at, I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. Or was it more like, okay, good kid, hard worker. Ah, oh, man, let's, let's slide some t-shirts on and see what happens. It's a, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a lot of it. Right. But it was, um, we had a friend in common funny enough, but Mac went to his first regional and the backstory on, I can't like he's launched his YouTube. I can't wait for him to tell more depth on these stories. Cause he's always just been, you know, uniquely guarded competitively, which I love. Right. And, but that year um, he didn't even train CrossFit. It was like once a week and he ended up like what fifth at regionals or fourth or something. And, um, but I saw him compete. So he was, um, remember the, remember the triple overhead squat from the ground? that year and he was in the middle lane and this kid is sitting in the bottom of the squat with 305 or 315 overhead and looking at his judge and saying am i low enough and in no at three at the time like 315 overhead squat people were like that was like everybody's one rm if that you know and i'm like who is this kid and and kind of watched the rest of the weekend and it was like just a um player attraction fan attraction i was just like this is my guy in crossfit i just like how he rolls you know he's got swagger and then 
I go back to my gym and my gym was like a big Olympic lifting gym too. And there was a girl that was um, like finished like 15th in the worlds and uh, in, in um, weightlifting that Matt lifted in the Olympic program with. And she was like, Oh, that's my buddy. Like we live together. And so she was like, Hey, he's competing. I said sometime soon it was the ECC, but the ECC prior to what we all knew it from it was like in like September or something. She's like, why don't we all go watch him compete? And I did. And that's where I met him. And, and that's right when Redline was starting. And, you know, when, when you meet, when, when I met Matt, Matt was like this, like super guarded, shy, untrusting, like he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't trust like his first cousin at that point. Like it was like, you know, and he come from an environment like that, you know, his parents were professional athletes, got screwed by an agent. I wasn't even an agent at the time, but like, they just had like a rocky ride in sports and, and he didn't have any intentions in being a CrossFit athlete either, which was part of it. So it was kind of like, you want to sponsor me? Like, are you going through a midlife crisis? Like, I'm just going to chase these $2,000 checks at like local gyms on weekends. And if you can find me those, we can be buddies. And so that, I just kind of like the style and we, we grew from there. And, 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 and what I think, you know, he tells the story in a lot of the fittest films. I went up and spent some time with him in Vermont and, and I was, I looked at him that winter and I was like, Hey dude, like, I don't want to put any pressure on you, but you can win the CrossFit games. And he was like, you're out of your mind. And I was like, no, no, like I'm pretty, like I've played sports. Like I know talent. I know this sport really well. Cause I, I enjoy it. So I've now studied it. I'm like, you can, you can beat rich. And he was like, nah, man, he's like, I don't even know if I want to do it. And he almost did, you know, and it, it, I think I gained a lot of cred at that point. The trust was over time, which is, by the way, what the, the most beautiful piece of Matt is. Those close with him, that's not like he met some guy on a weekend and then they're like hanging out every other week. Like it's a process with him. It means something to say the things he says about people he loves. Um, and it's, it's so cool. It just he's a good, good friend as I'll ever have. And uh, we have such a beautiful business relationship and what you know at the athletic stuff like i was like you know i call myself the caddy i get to run around and you know pat him on the back and give him a, a few words of encouragement here and there and watch maybe one of the greatest feats in sports history you know it's um it's up there and it's uh it's crazy it's such a cool ride i'm yeah. i'm pretty i'm pretty pretty great pretty lucky and, and incredibly grateful oh man yeah, you guys, you guys' teamwork and journey throughout the years has been amazing. Uh, Matt, Matt is certainly second to none. He, uh, I got, I got a Fraser story myself, man. And I think, to be honest, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm quite sure that this was like a week after I met you, because I is think I was in Utah. That, no, no. So this is that would be that would have been the next year when Matt came to Utah. So we had kind of interacted a few times already at that point then, because it was like at the games that year, and then you know maybe. Uh, as well as, as what I'm about to share with the ECC. So those years, the ECC and Waterpalooza was really close. And this was probably after, of course, you guys, you had already seen them compete. So this is now when the ECC is like the ECC, the East Coast, East Coast Championship. Um, By the way, so this is the first event that he was and I were kind of like rolling together. This okay. is 2014 ECC. Yes. He, he, I had, right. So this is the beginning. This is I the love beginning. it. I love it. So, so to set the stage, I, I had just come off of competing on a team. I was interested in going individual this next year. I rolled in with a lot of what is categorized or known as hacks pack. Our team was there. A lot of fit individuals, Tommy Hackenbrook leading the way. My man was second at the CrossFit games back in the day and has 
been, I mean, the year that Matt came second, uh, Tommy finished sixth, uh, you know, and, and was right there for the buying for a podium spot that blew up at the end. And, you know, he was trying to win the whole thing. But yeah. the long story short is that Tommy was still in his prime at the time, showed up at the ECC, and there was a workout, one workout that I kind of picked out, like, okay, he's going he's gonna to ball out on this workout. And uh, it involved rope climbs. It involved overhead squats, which at the time was like, I think 205 or something in a workout, which again, like you mentioned already at O'Keefe at this is like, okay, that was, that was challenging, especially at the end of a workout. I have some clean jerks and some high box jumps. Anyways, I watched Matt Frazier in the warm-up area in like a big oversized flannel shirt. <laughs> um, and, and seriously, he had on like some big baggy sweatpants, right? And then of course he, he gets warmed up and then he takes off. He's got his red line shorts on um, and some, and some t-shirt. Down to his ankles. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big, big stuff. It was big stuff. No lie. And everybody else is there and kind of like the Reebok stuff, the stuff that they had gotten previously from the CrossFit games. He goes out and just hands it to the field in this workout. And, and I mean, to the point where it was like, guys are standing at the bar, getting ready to do the overhead squats. Matt walks up to him, snatches it, bangs out the 15 overhead squats, unbroken, goes to the rope, finishes the workout. And then it was over. And I was like, at this point, my impression was immediately he is going to be trouble for a lot of people. Right. And the reason is because this was truly a well-rounded workout. Um, and then that whole weekend, he went on to, to thrive. I think that might have been workout one or workout two. And then, so we didn't, when I got home from Boston that weekend, I was looking at him on YouTube. And, the, and then the one video that popped up was him doing Isabel 225. And I was like, oh, here we go. Like, <laughs> we're there now. Like, we got guys doing this. Okay, fantastic. I mean, and it was just, it was so impressive the way that he moved. And I didn't know his athletic background at the time, but I recognized and I was like, oh man. And then, of course, long story short, man, that regional, he would go on and, and really pave his way all the way to the games and do his thing. And it was just, you know, you guys created quite the momentum together after that. But yeah, that, no, that, that was my first impression, bro. That story. The, the, so when I told you the time I went up and told him I thought he could win the games was just prior to that. So Ben, the, the reason he ended up at uh, ECC that year was Ben put a challenge up called Godzilla. And it was, um, I can't remember the exact thing. It was uh, um, one legless rope climb. It was two snatches at 225. And again, at the time, 225 snatch was a big snatch. Three back, three back squats at 365 and four 12 inch parallel handstand push ups for three rounds. And Matt's like, Hey, you got a camera? And I was like, Yeah, why? He's like, Come on up. We'll hang out. We haven't had a chance to hang out. And I need you to film this workout for this guy, Bergeron. Literally just like that. And I was like, What, what is it? And he told me it. And I was like, Oh, I saw that. Like Craig Kenny did it in like eight minutes. He's like, Yeah. He's like, I just tested around. He's like, I think I can do it in under three minutes. And I was like, No, you can't. Okay. So I go up there and film it and I call Ben and I'm like, I can't upload this video, but I'm like, he did it in 240. And he's like, dude, no, no, it's three rounds. And I was like, yeah, yeah he did three rounds. And Ben famously that night sent him a DM through Facebook and said, Hey, move to Boston. I'll coach you and you'll win the CrossFit games, you know, but that, that ECC, you guys were the kill cliff crowd, yep. you know, and, yep. um, but Matt, Matt was coming from the back because he didn't know anybody. And the, the he has a so he'd come out and he'd be like, Hey, I really like this guy. He's this big guy. We're like talking crap. His name's Hucklebuck, you know. And <laughs> it was like Tommy Hackenberg. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he's like, this guy, he's like, this guy Spieler asked me like who I was. And he's like, who is he? And I'm like, Oh wow, buddy, you need you got a lot to learn. But yeah. 
No, that was that's honestly one of the most pure things about it, right? Like it's truly looking back on the experience, it was it was very obvious that he wasn't he wasn't a part of the crowd or part of the culture at that point. And he was just a young, hungry kid. And I and I love that. And I love, I love thinking back to it now from what I identified and not even really knowing his work ethic um, and how he would mature throughout the years, but to watch it really come to fruition is, is a really cool thing to me. Um, and now we're we're gonna kind of fast forward quite a bit, but in, in these present times, Matt, like you have seen this transformation in an athlete like Matt Frazier. And, you know, we're at, we're at what seems to be the, the end of his competitive career for now. Uh, like what, what's next and how do you, how do you deal with this as a, as a manager and leader in his life or such an integral part of his, of his team? Yeah, it's, I've gotten this a lot lately. Um, it's been, um, very emotional but like celebratory emotional in in that it's it's um there's very few things that i've been involved in in my life that have felt as right as this and a lot of people don't i you know get it when i say that um the process to which matt retired recently was a long process that is no surprise to any of us very close to him because we a know is why we know how he's wired i know how hard he works and that's not to say anybody else doesn't work hard. I just, I've been around it all. And Matt like nearly dies every day. Like, and, and that's the limit he chooses to take himself to, to get where he wants to get. Like he just knows if he does today, what those aren't, others aren't willing to do, they can't do it tomorrow. Right. Like that's his thing, you know? So, and he just, he lived that for eight years, man. And it got to a point, I think last year where he was like, done after so that, that tight race with noah we had an exchange in the tunnel after where he was like um, i was like you good and he's like i'm done and i was like dude don't do that and he was like yeah hey, you're right whatever and he he almost took his shoes off on the floor he told me when he came in he's like i felt it you know and i'm like i'm glad you didn't you can think it through and i thought he was done and, and it would have been cool at that time because i just know like he didn't set out to win you know, it looks it now. He won five. He beat the four. You know, that became a thing at the end because it was like, you know what? I've earned this. Like, I'm going to put the nail in, you know, but like that wasn't it at the beginning. It was like, you know, per there was financial stuff that he was interested in because he could make a, a life for himself. And, you know, and then just, you know, being the best he could be every year until the point where he said, I'm not having fun anymore. I'm done. And I think that last year was a stretch on that. Um, I think there was a lot of moments of fun because he was in a great environment with Tia and Shane and we bubbled a lot and just, you know, really made sure that it was a, a loving environment, but the last, I knew it was over like in, in, in he, we never talked about it. It was never like, this is my last, but when, when leading up to that games, it was no doubt in my mind that he would take a month or two whatever process it and he would tell me he would be done it, it just it it made perfect sense and and i think a lot of it was checking some boxes like hey what's next for me because you know i am pretty fit so if i've got nothing else to do i'll just go compete again and be unhappy maybe but like i know i can continue to be at the top of the sport and we sat down um funny he flew to miami we met in my office for, and we did like 14 hours. We ate three meals in a conference room and drew on this board all day. And he was like, like buzzing after like, 
let's go like calling some sponsors and telling him he was going to retire like he was in and it was all he needed to know is like what's next is probably more fun for him he can show his intelligence which is he's got a high level of intellect he wants to be an entrepreneur and and it's truly already taken off like he is so busy like he's far busier for a guy like me today than it was in competition because it was so cookie cutter before it was like you get sponsors you do your job but you work really hard in the gym and everything else takes care of itself and and i'll handle all the noise you know and now it's like every day like on the phone like what about this what about that and so it's awesome it's fun it's like got me like charged again too and i don't know it's it's funny i thought i'd be really it's funny i I, i've lived a lot of life with athletic regret you know um you know maybe not feeling like i got everything out of it or not getting to the level i wanted to wish we won this game and it's easier to not have regret when you walk out with somebody on top right and and they won and they're the greatest of all time but like i like i have no regret for him with him that it's over you know wishing it was continuing i'll take another year in 10 seconds but like it's time like he's earned it and he's he's worked hard he's done really well and and he's already cranking on business like i asked him last week i was like how you doing he's like man i don't think i've ever been better you know so yeah it's so cool it's it's very rewarding on my side because i met a kid without a instagram or facebook and you know you know, the way I became his agent was, you know, a, a company sent him a contract and wanted to give him product for all like, you know, five posts a month. And I was like, you're not signing that, you know, and it's, you know, taken off and he's, uh, you know, he's done really well. He'll never work a day if he doesn't want to, but he's got, he can do whatever he wants, you know? So it's really, it's so cool. I love it. And it is, it is cool, man. It's, it's quite the amazing story to be honest with you. Um, one in the fact that, that Matt has been so unique in the way that, like you mentioned, he's, he's competitively private, right? He's, he's held on to so many things, the, the back end, the side of things, his training, his recovery protocols and practices. And so I can see where your job throughout the years has been like pretty chill aside from making sure things are running smooth for him. Cause it was just like, Hey, go do your thing. We got everything else taken care of. And now there's this engagement. You're probably like, Hey, bro, you can't call me at this time of the night. Right. Like I know, I know you're fired up, but let's, let's be realistic here. So um, that's, that's I'll awesome. still, I'll still take the calls. It, we, we talk at unique hours. It's funny. One of the things that I think is like, I've, you know, I have a lot of information in general because I work with Pat and Brent and Cole and Matt and I work with Katrin and Tia and Brooke Wells and, you know, all these people are at, you know, Annie and they like Annie and Katrin are best friends, but literally like if it meant eating the other person's esophagus out of their throat, they'd do it to win, right? But it's, um, it's, it's a cool testament to all of our relationships. But, you know, Matt's the most private person. And, and he read me in like I was his guy and knew everything, you know, and, you know, it, it was never stressful. But, you know, I knew a lot about all those guys and couldn't, you know, tell him or them about him, you know, and, uh, but he's the most private. And I think it, it'll be a cool part of next that you're already seeing it, you know, he's willing to like today he put out an open workout. He's never let anybody see his open workouts. Like he, you know, we're going to repurpose all that content and he's going to voice over, 
you know, he put out the one today with the burpees and the front squats with the dumbbells and the cleans, and he did it twice within two hours. And nobody knows that story because he was pissed about a score. PR just cleaned twice. And, but he's going to, you know, you're going to start to get to see a little bit of what I've probably been saying all along. Like he works his ass off, you know, and, and how he's wired. And nobody, everybody's heard it, but nobody's gotten a chance to see it, but on the floor at the games, you know, or at regionals. Absolutely. And, I, and hey, man, you know, kudos, kudos to you um, as, as a part of that team, because I think that, um, and, and kudos to Matt, of course, for making that conscious decision. But I really think that's, that it was just an amazing, not that that was the intention with the strategy, but I mean, in a world where everybody's so accessible, in a world where everyone can kind of see that, that inside of your life or behind the scenes and to kind of take that away. Um, it, it really made it made it like the experience of following along this journey more so like, uh, you know, uh, an early 2000s adventure. Right. Because you did keep the keep the keep the curtain curtain closed. And now you get a chance to unveil it. And it's just leading to more and more opportunity for the brand, his personal brand, and clearly what you guys are working on. So I think that's really unique and really powerful. You mentioned something too, and, and we got just one or two more questions, man, before I let you go. I know you're a busy man and you got to get some time with the family. You have a, you have a wide array of athletes. Um, and, and this, and this means that, that you essentially have to find a way to navigate the, the loud and the boisterous and the quiet and the calm, how do you, how do you do that and support these athletes and kind of meet them where they're at? Yeah, it's, it's, um, you, you know, you have to understand, you know, I learned something in, in, um, even some of the coaching environments is, you know, you know, you, um, some, some of the coaching units will seemingly put these groups together. You're, you're a part of it, right? It's hard. You, you'll identify with this. It, it, they're not a team, right? You are like you're on brood or you're on comp train, but like when the rubber meets the road, you know, if two girls are training together in the same sport, like they're not a team. And, you know, I got to, to watch that and, you know, even see some mistakes there. Right. So it was like, you know, and, and be a part of some mistakes where it was like, you know, um, and it was an identification for me on the business side, which was like, listen, we're not team O'Keefe or we're not team, team group. You know, I called myself team group when I started, like that'll tell you. And it, it, it wasn't a team. It's, you know, everybody has their own things that are important needs and um, we have to meet them. It, it's, it's, it's a, it's a customer service business. It, it, and that's such a remedial way to put it, but I have clients I have to service. And what they need, if they can't get it, I have to be responsible and mature enough to tell them that, you know, it's, it's not going to work or like they need to find help otherwise, or they've told me, you know, you know, I'm not perfect. Like it doesn't always work out. And, um, and that, you know, that there's, you know, I'm probably not the best fit for everybody sometimes because there is a lot of complexity that I think emotionally is hard to overcome for a lot of athletes too. And I've dealt with that. Like I've had athletes, you know, that I've worked with on the highest level that I'm still very close friends with today that were just like, Hey, like you work with my like most fierce competitor. Like it, I can't do it. It's like, cool. I get it. You know, but never because I didn't, you know, I pushed a sponsor somewhere. I've always, you know, it's funny. I have a, a guy that works with me now out of Michigan stud, like Michigan um, sports management program, like got all the tools and um, you know, I, I told him 
the most important thing at the beginning was listen just if you can put your head on the pillow at night knowing that you just did everything right it's literally the only thing that you can really gauge yourself off of because there's going to be a lot of times where you're going to be judged improperly or unfairly and there's nothing you can do about it like you just have to the the confidence you'll exude because you just do everything right is the only thing you can control control what you can and i've done that perfectly i know that so th that part i think is allowed it that complexity to be less complex because you know you build a lot of trust around that through experience and it's just it's a hard environment it's not unique but you know it, it you don't see the top basketball players often with the same agent you know you don't see the top baseball players with the same agent because they're just fiercely competitive with each other for sponsors and everything and it's worked i'm proud i'm most proud of that because you know i mean look at who we work with like katrin and tia and and annie um they could be the fiercest group you know with each other and they get along and they all do well and we handle them each as their own individual business unit. And it's complex though, man. There's no, like, you know, it's funny. I've, I've, I've got mentors and it was the thing I, I sought most uh, mentorship on. And, and a lot of people in sports marketing live a similar life. And now I'm even more complex because I have events that athletes compete in and I work for brands. And um, I have a friend at IMG that, has been around a long time in entertainment, big entertainment agent. And she just kind of laughed at me and was like, you know, we're, we're inherently conflicted. Like that's just the way life is in the marketing world, you know? And it's, I mean, I'm like, all right. I mean, that's not like, that doesn't make it okay, but you know, but it, it is the reality often because it's the ecosystem that I live in marketing. And by the way, they work really well together. When you're working with every athlete, you know, you have a, really good um you know feel for the market and value and you build great relationships with brands um and those brands then you know you do marketing work with you can you know work with athletes and events and the events we can support athletes and brands it's a really cool ecosystem when it works well and you do the right thing i love it dude you you you, you hit a lot of points in there uh you you made it obvious that it's not it's not easy and it is very complex, but you hit you hit on a, a really important thing. And I think it's the importance of integrity and, and authenticity. And, and, and unfortunately, in today's world, I think those things are few and far between. Right. But like you mentioned, even with the girls being highly competitive, but they're adults and, and they are friends. And it's just like I remember being on the guy's side. It's like, hey, we're going to be buddy, buddy. But then when it's time to line up in the corrals and like you see everybody's eyes kind of gloss over like you know okay now it's time to, to step on some throats right and that was just the way that it was going to be from each individual's perspective but it's kind of the same way that you guys are running the ship you understand your athletes like they work together but when it's time to be on the competition floor man it's to each his own good luck good luck to you <laughs> hey you know it's funny i learned a lot of this in wadapalooza too because i was immediately um making my life more complex in a lot of ways, because now we were, you know, keepers of like one of the most prized earning opportunities for athletes that I fully intended on pressing on too. Like I wanted to double that down. You know, athletes are most important to our organization. So it was like, how can we help them earn more, you know, be visible to brands, but, you know, also pay them 
but now I'm seemingly in control of what, what is the program, which I, you know, it doesn't matter. Like it's another thing that I just know I've done perfectly. Right. It's just, you can't win the battle of telling people that, you know, my actions do, you know, it's the actions and intentions thing speak to that, but it's like, I just remove myself from it. Yeah. Do I know what the workouts are, but I wouldn't tell, I mean, Matt's a close, he knows everything about me. If he was competing at my event, he, he, know, like, he wouldn't even put me in that position, you know? And it's, um, but, you know, I learned, you know, I learned a lot through that and through those athlete relationships that there's one thing that works in all of that. And, and it doesn't matter what you do, it's just communication. And if you communicate and you're just up, up front and, you know, you, you know, either communicating like, you know, this is a line we're not crossing or like publicly, no matter what it is, like communication takes care of everything. And anything I've ever suffered from in life or business is because of lack of communication. So, you know, um, and I think it's something we'll all as humans learn a, a continuous lesson on because communication can be so complex and hard at times, um, but it takes care of it. It's just, um, you know, again, it's just, you know, in the end, you, you, you know, if you're, you know, hear what Matt says, if you make yourself proud, you make every, everything else takes care of itself is essentially the message, but you make everybody around you. That's important, proud. And that's really it. Like you just do that and you can't, you can't hand, you can't take care of everything like the noise or like any speculation. It's just, you know, I mean, you know, you've seen it all. It's just, if I could put my head on the pillow at night, it's worked for the last 10 years, you know? That's, that's refreshing. You know what I mean? You make yourself proud. That's, that should be everybody's goal, right? Make yourself proud. Everything else will take care of itself. I got one final question for you, man, because I'm a big, I'm a big advocate of dreaming and, and forethought and foresight. Uh, Cause I think that, you know, if you manifest it in your mind, you can become it. Um, what are you doing in five years, bro? Wow. This is like the, the interview question. I think I might even ask this every once in a while. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, for, for me, a lot of my goals would live in the sport, you know, and what this looks like, you know, it's for other people, you know, um, you know, I think it's, um, you know, we've got so much work to do. We've uh, weathered an incredible storm the last couple of years in, in the sport. And, um, you know, man, the resiliency of the community and the athletes and the brands involved COVID like, man, you could not CrossFit has as an industry whether you know more of a storm than anyone because you've got all the issues on top of COVID it's just you know really I want this sport to be where it deserves and belongs to be purses to be up um, you know more eyeballs on it globally more people competing from other regions at significant levels because the youth are seeing the benefit in it and, and, and doing it from a younger age and training for it. I just, I want to, you know, pioneer the sport and um, I want that to look a lot differently tomorrow, next year, five years from now, I want it to be, you know, a, you know, a top 10 sport in the world that people, you know, you can't go anywhere and not know Matt or, Tia or Katrin or who, you know, when the games is, and, and I don't think that's a crazy goal, you know, in all the heat of everything that went on, you know, I pointed a lot, you know, in trying to lead to hockey and, 
basketball and golf. I, I love golf and what that looked like 50 and 60 years ago. And people dreamt and they were crazy and they were probably <clears throat> thought to be, you know, communists or witchcraft, you know, at the time thinking that this thing could be these wildly crazy, successful multi. We, you know, and here the, the finish of that is what I've um, become most passionate about in our spaces position is training is the most cohesive sports story in the world. There's 2 billion people that train on a daily basis. And there's only seven and a half billion people in the world. You can tell the most, you know, recognizable, relatable sports story through training to anybody. So LeBron James, you're better off as a brand telling him his story working out than him dunking a basketball because, you know, my kid and my wife can relate to that because they work out, you know, and um, that is like becoming a huge marketing play and that's becoming very recognized and everybody's trying to tell that story. So I think the sky's the limit in the sport. Um, I believe we'll ride that and just, you know, look very, very cool in five years. And I want to be a big part of that. I, I know. I know. I don't think I know that you will for sure. And I think that we also have uh, have a wonderful, uh, you know, new leader in the space, you know, in, in Eric Rosa that's going to continue to take us, take us to new heights and new levels. I think the timing we do with COVID and everything else, man, I, I really believe that, uh, the sports about the about to go somewhere special for sure, and I think we'll even see it within the next eighteen months, two years, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty powerful. It is. It's um. It's been a really good, um, yeah. I mean, still like uniquely frustrating, but like in a good way. You know, just like we're people are all starting to point in the same north. You know, that part is starting to happen, and we're debating about the right things now. You know, um, yep. and, and it's um. So that's where you start to get, you know, comfortable with what it looks like, you know, next year and five years and 10 years down the line. And you're right. Eric is not going to lose. And he's got people around him that he's empowering to, you know, to do that with him and that are taking on that mentality. And, and um, I, I'm really optimistic. It's, it's, um, it's been a very cool 180. It's a incredible story, you know, a global cool sports story um where we were and where we are already um and I, and I think you know a lot to still come the next couple of years are going to be very 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 cool and interesting absolutely I agree man big things coming and I appreciate you being on the show dude I think that'll do it for my questions is there anything else that you want to add or leave the listeners with where's a good place for these guys to kind of follow along and keep up with your journey well, thank you, first of all, for having me. It's always great to catch up with you. We've known each other a long time. I'm a huge fan. I'm just wondering when when you're when you're saddling back up and, and, and going team again, I think like the rest of us. So um, you, you, you don't have to tell us now. You can you can announce that later. <laughs> but but um, yeah, you can. I mean, you know what? You, you can find me on, you know, Loud Live Sports handle is, you know, a good source of what we're doing as, as a team and you know, um, you know, the individual events, you know, we have a couple of events, part of the semifinals, uh, West Coast Classic and Granite Games and Wadapalooza will be back in January. Um, you know, the, 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 those are the, the those are great places to see what we have going on and what our team's doing, what the athletes are doing. Our Loud and Live Instagram handle, Loud and Live Sports at Loud and Live Sports is uh, 
is a good place for that. There's so many cool partnerships happening, new brands entering the space. So that's a great place to check us out. Awesome. Well, guys, go do that. Follow along. And uh, I hope that you got some tremendous value from this interview with the Matt O'Keefe or Chief Keefe as they as they call you. Um, because I certainly did, man. I appreciate all your tidbits, all your advice. And I appreciate you being willing to share uh, your journey to keep rising. So thanks for joining us. Thanks, Adrian. Always a pleasure.